afternoon, everyone. I, I hope that everybody is doing well as we enter uh, year 2019. And also, we're going to celebrate Chinese New Year soon. So we are getting excited. Amen? So there's a lot of uh, spring cleaning going on, I believe. At your, at your home, my house haven't, haven't done yet, so, but I will do soon because, uh, yes, it's part of our celebration for this coming uh, new year. And I do believe that every one of us are excited for this year 2019. Actually, the days are, you know, uh, passing by very fast. And, uh, you know, the days of, I mean, the month of January is going to finish soon and we're going to enter another month again. It's really, really fast. But I do believe that God has always a purpose and will for every minute and every day of our life. It's already been planned by God. Amen? So before, before I share to you the word of God, let me uh, lead you first in prayer. Let's, hallelujah, Jesus, let's close our eyes and just allow the Holy Spirit to move and touch us. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your very presence in this place, oh Father. I do believe that you are here and you are going to speak forth your heart to your people. And Lord, help us to open our mind to understand, to open our eyes to see, and to open our hearts to perceive your heart and your will upon our life for this year 2019. I do believe, Father God, that this year 2019 is the year of great things, oh God. It's, it's the year of the beginning of new birth, things that you're going to rebirth in our life. It is now the start of many things, oh God. And you are the Lord that are here that is going to touch every one of us, every one of your people in this place, for them to see an exciting thing that is ahead of them. Father, in the name of Jesus, stir up, oh God, the Spirit, the anointing to everyone, and activate it by your Holy Spirit. Let everyone of us see what you have in store for us for this year 2019. We thank you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray. Amen. Amen. Can we clap our hands to God just to welcome the presence of the Lord? You know, uh, I want to share with you, uh, entitled my sharing about is a turning point for chains and great things of God. For, the, for this month, the theme of new birth has been given unto us because this year of 2019 actually is a year of new birth. A year on where the Lord will birth out something, something great and something good for the glory of His name. Amen. And before God could bring us to this birth, God is going to turn us around first. There are things that God is going to change in our life. Amen. Uh, in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says, this is the text that I want us to remember uh, for this day. The Word of God says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things pass away. Behold, new things have come. So the Lord is going to turn our life around for this year 2019. 
you know, because, you know, early this year, early this month of uh, 20 uh, January, maybe middle of January, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart about this, uh, this verse that I'm going to share with you. And uh, I was reading my, you know, the, my devotion, I mean, the Bible plan for, for this year, and I was starting to read, and as I read, God really speak to me strongly for this year, 2019. And uh, of course, personally, he spoke to me. There are things that, you know, uh, God had taught me, God had uh, reminded me, and that God had encouraged me. In our life, he said there is a, a point always, a turning point always, before he could move his spirit unto us. There is a thing that he will turn us first. So the first, uh, you know, uh, the great uh, and biggest or important turning point that happened in the world, which means that, you know, uh, the turning point mean, meaning to say there's a change, a change that happened in the human history. Yeah, we all know about is is when God arranged the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ in the process of bringing salvation to the world. That's the first big uh, and important turning point that God had done in our life, in this world. So this turning point has, you know, all of us had gone through of it. And a lot of changes happened in our life. There's a lot of verse that... Uh, we could see Isaiah 9, verse 2. You can take, uh, take note of that. Just to, to, to revise us of what God has done in the world, in, in us. Isaiah 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You know, these are the, the, the words that we had received. The Son of God, the promised uh, counselor, uh, the promised mighty God that will work unto our life. And even in Luke 2 verse 7, yeah, he brought, the Lord brought us his firstborn son. In Galatians also reminded us, and even John uh, 1 verse 14, when the word become flesh. And we know that that word is Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ now dwelt among us. This is the important and uh, big turning point that happened in our life. Yeah, but nowadays, you know, uh, I get uh, emotional because when I, early this year, the Lord really spoke to me and I said that when, when Pastor Bibi asked me to, actually I didn't know that, it's not, I think it's not uh, in uh, early schedule about that I will be speaking at BIS. And, and when she messaged me that, Tess, can you uh, preach at BIS on 27 January? So I actually thinking, I said, huh, I have no time to prepare. It's very near, very, you know, the, it's very close. I, and I wanted to reply her. Can, can you appoint somebody else, not me? But there is something that stopped me. The Lord said, if you want change in your life, if you want to, 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 to receive that what I have in store for you, you know, great things in your life for this year 2019, you start in obedience and in faith. You know, sometimes uh, we, we want to... Uh, to obey only when we are really sure that everything is already there. 
But there are times that God wants us to walk by faith, you know, to walk in the water and just to trust Him. And I said, okay, God, I will say yes. And uh, you lead me. I don't know what to share. I don't know what to preach. But God reminded me of what I had received personally while I was, actually, I was in the MRT and I was, uh, you know, conversing with the Lord. And... Uh, the Lord revealed unto me that for this year 2019, God is going to bring us a turning point. God is going to turn our life around. Yes, for this year 2019. And he said he's going to start to pour the promise of God in Joel chapter 2, verse 28. He said he's going to start. I don't know, but I just, when I heard that, I said, okay, Lord, I believe you. And he said, you're going to tell, tell them and remind them that this year, 2019, is the year that I will start to pour this spirit. And I said, okay, Lord, you know, you know as a human being, I, 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 I actually hesitant to say that. And I said, Lord, is it, is it really, you know, really, you know, what if it's not, you know, I, it is like I will, I will, you know. But I said, okay, God, I'll just put my trust and I just say this and tell them. That for this year, yeah, there's a turning, there's a turning that God is going to do. Whether we believe it or not, whether we like it or not, God is going to move. And one sign that he has shown me is the, what, how the Lord had touched one of the pastors uh, in, in the Philippines that, uh, you know, only early this year. And he was filled by the Holy Spirit while in the bus. He heard the voice of God. And from that time on, he could not stop, you know, crying and he could not stop speaking in tongues. And he said, I thought I already received the Holy Spirit. But how come now? And there is, going, uh, there is a revival going on among the young people there in the Philippines. And I said, God, you are really doing something. And the Lord said, I'm going to do this because time is running out. I am coming back soon and I need my people to arise. I need my people to receive so that they, I, they can be used by me to reach out for the loss. And the Lord said, He is ready and He's going to pour the Spirit. And I just say, Okay, Lord, I just receive it. I just receive it. And indeed, this is the word that He, you know, this year 2019 is the year on where God is going to pour out His Spirit to all flesh according to the promise of God in Joel 2, verse 28. And let me read this to you. Okay, uh, uh, maybe we, since it's already in the, uh, can we read it together? And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also my men servant and on my maid servant, I will pour out my spirit in those days. These are the promise of God to us. And I said, God has been mentioned this, you know, this word many, many times. And this is, the, you know, like... For me to repeat this again, I do believe people have been hearing this many, many times. But I do believe because I've heard it personally, whether you will receive it or not, it's up to you. But for me, I receive it and I, will be, I believe it because 
when the Lord told me, my daughter, my time is, is running out. And, you know, he's, he's coming back soon. And the world needs us. The world needs his people to rise up at this time and moment. So when we talk about a new birth, it is a new turning point that would happen in our life by the Holy Spirit. That, he, you know, the, when, the, when the Holy Spirit moved us to bring forth unto us what God is in his heart for this for this year 2019, so that we could do great things for Him. So I believe many of us here are were being in the process, or maybe are still in the process of this stretching out. You know, your capacity, our capacity of love, has to be stretched out. And as if, you know, this word in Isaiah 54. Verse 2 and 3 says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtain of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. You will be expanded to the right and to the left. Your descendants will inherit the nations and shall make the desolate cities inhabited. The Lord is telling us that our love has to be stretched out. You know, I heard Pastor Nico mention also in his, in his message about the, the importance of love. The love for our family. The love, you know, start first in the family, then we can go out. We can extend it outside. But start has to start and begin in our family. And the Lord reminded me, you need to enlarge your tent. What is the tent, you know? Your heart. You need to enlarge the capacity of your heart. And he said, do not spare. When he say do not spare, what does it mean? He said, you, have, you should not hold anything from God. You have to let go. Do not spare. Give it all. Don't withhold anything from God. And what he said, lengthen your cords Meaning to say, London, even your patience has to be London. You know, when you love, your, ex, your patience as well has to be extended. You have to London your cords. And he said, strengthen your stakes. What does it mean when we say strengthen your stakes? He said, strengthen your faith and go deeper in my word of promises that I had given you. So that your tent will not be shaky, but you will be strong when God stretches us out. You will not be shaky at all, but you will be expanded to the right and to the left, and your children will inherit the nations. You know, when we say nation, it talks about souls. Your children will inherit nations. And shall make the desolate cities inhabited. When I heard this verse, the Lord reminded me of this verse. He said, my people, you need to enlarge your capacity. You need to enlarge your tent if you want to be expanded. You know, many times we want God to bless us. We want God to use us and move us 
and be a be to 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 be a vessel of his hand of his power even when the lord said and reminded me first he said you must go first to the prophets you need to turn you turn around first from your old life from your old uh, you know uh, from your old heart and receive the new heart and this process actually is not it will not be easy it will not be nice because this will be painful like giving birth when you give birth you are all the muscles of your you know of your physical will be stretched out until you give birth until you release and you give birth the the gift of god that god has given unto us and that's the you know our children for those mothers and it's not easy it's really painful when i give birth i tell you i was telling i was telling in my myself that will be the last because it's so painful that i even in my my dreams i even dreams of the pain because it's so painful i said oh my god i said i am not going to repeat that again but uh, it, it it was it was repeated again because the lord has given me another one so when you when you are being stretched out by god it will be painful just try to let your other person to stretch you your hand it will be painful and this is the thing that god is going to do for us for this year 2019 because he wants you to stretch out the your capacity god is going to stretch you out in the process of our you know our flesh our flesh will be processed to fully submitted to god and to his spirit to walk into great things of the lord how god will process our flesh it is by stretching the capacity of our heart to love until it hurts there is only one thing that god want his people to expand it is our heart it is our love god want our heart to be expanded until it hurts until all your flesh dies too and only the love of god which is mentioned in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4 to 8 had say so because when the when i when i read this verse on the way to the office god is speaking to me about this agape love and you know when i read this message about uh 1 Corinthians verse 13 4 to 8 the love that god had mentioned here is the highest form of love that god is requiring to all of us and if you read and be honest to yourself this love is actually not easy to achieve it is be painful to everyone if we really pursue this love you know the lord want us to manifest this love first in our life so when pastor nico mentioned about that love i was able to relate because the holy spirit spoken to me about this agape love he was saying that this love should be manifested first in our life before 
we are able to do great things for the Lord. So this is the turning point that God is going to do for us for this year 2019, that our heart be turned from cold to hot, from old to new, from, from bitter to better, you know, from bad to best. He wants to turn our heart and extend our heart, the capacity of our heart to love. And when the Lord had reminded me of what happened in my life, of course, all of us here, we have our own we have our own struggle, we have our own, you know, problem. We have in our family, in our children, or whatever, maybe in your works. And there were times that you want to give up. And there were times that you're telling God, Lord, is it, you know, word, worthy to, you know, continue to, to, you know, to do this? Because as if I, I have not, I, I didn't see anything at all about the, the fruit of what I'm doing. But the Lord, it seems like, you know, you are not doing anything good at all. You know, it's like there's no fruit that is happening. But when the Lord reminded me of, from, of all those process and all the pain that we go through, the Lord tell me that it is only allowed and it is only the process of cultivating our heart to manifest the, God, uh, the love of God. You know, when we go through that painful situation and we remain faithful, we remain faithful, we remain to, you know, continue to pursue, continue to persevere, the Lord is saying that that actually itself is the manifestation of love, agape love that is in us. For example, in the husband and wife, you know, husband and wife, maybe at the, uh, during the honeymoon time, is all sweet and honey. But after that, the reality of life, there are things that you clash. You, you, you know, some, there's, there's some misunderstanding, you quarrel. And that's why we heard a lot of divorce, you know, uh, people getting divorced because they don't see, their, you know, eye to eye anymore. And they were saying, I don't love her anymore. She's not the same person that I married before. You know, and, uh, you know, she's, she's, she's really, uh, she changed totally. He changed totally. These are the reality of life. And as a Christians, we also face this kind of a problem. Not just with our husband. Maybe with your colleague, with your parents, with your children. There, maybe there's some, some, some uh, you know, uh, relationship that is not really good. But how are you going to, 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 to respond unto that? Are you going to just cut it off and forget about it? And, you know, when we decided to just stay and remain and continue to persevere, that, actually, that act actually itself is the manifestation. You are allowing God to stretch the love that is in your heart. He is, you are allowing the Holy Spirit to manifest the agape love in your heart. Later on, I'm going to uh, share, uh, teach you one by one about this uh, 1 Corinthians 13 verse 14. So, this is the agape love in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 8, is the agape love of God, the highest form of love that He wants us to have in us. 
if you look intently unto this verse, you could actually see that this is all about humility. It's humbleness. This love is the picture of the total humility of our Lord Jesus Christ showed to us all, actually. He is our very model of this love of complete hum humility. If you look unto this, love suffers long and is kind. Who shows this kind of love? God, Jesus. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hope all things, endure all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. If you look unto it, it is very, very difficult to achieve all this, you know, uh, love that it's mentioned here. Yeah, because you will see that this is a total picture of the humility of the Lord. When you started to, you, you know, when you started to suffer long, you've been patient, you've been kind, you, you does not envy. It is all takes humility to apply all this verse. Because if a person is full of pride, you could not apply all this in our life. So this is the manifested agape love that what God wants us to have. Is it difficult? Yes, it is difficult. But God is with us. His Holy Spirit is in us. We just allow Him to have His works in us. And he will, it's nothing impossible. And the Lord said before we could achieve the promise in Joel chapter 2, verse 28, we need to go. We need to turn our, you know, our life to this, to this verse, you know, be, being the foundation of our Christian life. God is going to bring us to new birth in 2019. Birthing in us is promise, of course, in what he mentioned in Joel chapter 2, verse 28. But we need to do our part for this year. This is a turning point that will lead you and I to do great things for God through His Holy Spirit that He promised in Joel 2.28. God wanted us to enlarge our tent, the capacity of our heart to love God and people. If you remember, you know, the only um, uh, command that Jesus had mentioned here. Yeah, when he, when he was asked by his disciple, he said is to love God and to love the people. This is the two important command that God has given unto us. First is to love God and to love his people. So if for us to be enlarged to the fullest, we should not spare anything at all. Just like what God, what Isaiah 54 said. He said, do not spare Meaning to say, do not, do not uh, withhold anything from God. Let go everything that is in you. Allow God to move you, to stretch you, and then to lengthen your cord, to strengthen you, your stakes, so that you will able to be expanded to the right and to the left. 
So the capacity of your tent has to be stretched out. Your love for God and people has to be stretched out to the fullest. You must not spare anything in your life. You need to lengthen more of your cords of understanding and strengthen your faith in the Lord that when He started to expand you to the left and to the right, you will not fall, but you will win souls for Christ. So the turning point that you and I will decide here is by letting God, letting God to birth in us His agape love, which is in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 8. So this is the same challenge that also I had received from God. You know, this birthing, this birthing, this turning point that God wanted us will cost us because it will hurt our flesh. It will hurt our flesh because every pride that we have, we have to surrender. The Lord said, do not spare anything. Let it go. Lengthen your cords. So, it will hurt because it will cost us everything. Our very pride, ourself. You know, I, I remember, let me borrow Pastor Betty's, uh, you know, uh, words in, his, in her sermon. He said, you know, uh, she was saying about being selfless. We need to be selfless. We need to be nameless. And we need to be faceless. What does it talk about? Face, name, self. It talks about all pride of ourselves. And the Lord wants us to be selfless, to be nameless, as what Pastor Betty has mentioned. We need to be selfless. Everything of ourself has to be removed. Everything of our name has to be removed. How hard is that? It's really very, very hard. Our face, we need to be faceless. This is the cost that we need to pay to God. In 1 Corinthians 4, verse, uh, chapter 13, verse 4 to 8, it's all about humbleness, humility. Agape love is all about humility. Humbleness yourself to the people around you because you could not win. We could not win anyone. Or we could not win them to Christ and do great things without His love in our heart. The problem of the church in Corinth, actually, is they have a lots of gifts. You know, this, uh, uh, if, you, if you will study the book of Corinth, they have a lots of problems. They are very gifted. But they, ha they are very divided. There are lots of fights. There are lots of division. Lots of problems. They're fighting inside the church. Why? Why is, why is like that? They are gifted. They speak in tongue. They prophesy. You know, all the gifts that they, the Holy Spirit have. Why? There is a fight inside the church. What does... Why, why Paul is... I uh, had mentioned in Corinthians 13, because there is something lacking, and that is agape love. The lack of this agape love. Humility. You know, it takes humility when you are gifted. You know, when, you, when a person is gifted, wow, you feel good because you have gift. You are very good in teaching. You are very good in preaching. Maybe you have the gift of prophecy. You have the gift of visions. You have the gift of dreams. But this is not enough because the gift must be founded in love, not in flesh. 
That's why they have a lot of problem in in the, in in Corinth in in, in Corinth. In Corinto, for the Philippines, in Tagalog, we call is in Corinto. Yeah, in Corinth, they have lots of division. They fight with one another. Yeah, they are so gifted, but they have problems because there is lack of love. Agape love is lacking. You know, if you will look in uh, in the beginning of thirteen, and uh, in the in the, at the end of uh, chapter. Uh, Chapter 12 of uh, 1 Corinthians, Paul was saying to them that seek the greatest and highest gift, and that is love. You know, gift without love is hypocrisy. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say, but this is the truth. When we are gifted, but without love, it's all just religion. It's all just religious act. So, give without love is hypocrisy. And I was also warned strongly by God, even in my personal life. So, let's look and read in the verse uh, 13, verse 1. Before, before uh, verse 4 and 8, May, Paul was saying here, Though uh, I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, that is verse 1 until 3, I will read to you. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brush or a clanging cymbals. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, even your body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. How difficult it is, right? You know, even we are gifted, but if it is not founded in the agape love of God, in the eyes of God, it is nothing. It's all religious acts only because God wanted to see the heart of us first that is full of His love. You know, gifts are temporary. Gifts of tongues, gifts of prophecy, yeah, gifts of vision. These are the tools that God has given us for the purpose to reach out, for the purpose to bring soul for Christ. It is to strengthen the body of Christ. When we speak prophecy, to encourage somebody, like I received the word of God and I shared to you, it will encourage you. But these are just the tools for the Lord to, not just to reach out the soul, to be added to the kingdom of God, and to strengthen us to one another so that we will continue to run the race of faith because sometimes when we get tired you know we get discouraged we get disappointed the word of god the time the, the, the word of prophecy that will encourage us will give us like a you know a, like a fuel that will you that will ablaze that will you know strengthen us once again and then we can continue to run the race again these are the tools 
God has given us, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, these are temporary. But the gifts that last is His love. Because this love that we will have in our heart will remain in us until we are in heaven. Because this love is our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is love. God is love. And God will remain in us. God, gifts are temporal because it is a given to us for the salvation of the lost, for the encouragement and strength of the body of Christ. It is not for our own sake and for our glory. It is a tool for us to bring one more person for Jesus. So we will not, we will not need it anymore in heaven. We will all be perfect there in heaven. But love is eternal because God is love. So let us read once again. Yeah, let me uh, uh, mention to you one by one what does it means of uh, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 8. Let me go to love suffers long. When we say love suffers long, this is when you are able to slow your anger when you are abused. When you say when love is suffering, uh, it suffers long, it, it is a time that even when you are, when you are abused, you are able to slow your anger. You are not quick of resentment. You are not hasty to revenge. And when you are confronted, you are able to exercise forbearance, meaning patience. You suffer long, you bear much. And you are ready always to forgive. That's the meaning of love that suffers long. Meaning to say it's a person injuring for a long time and you are willing to wait upon the Lord. You will show long suffering or long patience to those people who annoy you or hurt you. You know, there are people around our, you know, in our every day of our life that maybe can hurt us can be annoying unto us. Maybe your children can be annoying. Keep asking and asking even though don't have. You keep saying, no, no, don't have. Or maybe or maybe tomorrow. But it's really annoying. But you, you can suffer as long. You, your patience is long. You're, you're, you are able to control. You're able to, to bear. So this is the meaning of suffers long. Even your, maybe your husband is not able to be uh, faithful unto you, but you are able to bear. You are able to suffer long. Because these are the people that really have that love. Suffers long. Love suffers long. When we say love is kind, it, it means to say you show kindness to the people around you that can, ir can irritate you, can be annoying. Yeah. And you're able to be gentle and courteous to all men. Sometimes, yeah, even in the, MR in the MRT, people will push you. Sometimes can, you will be being, uh, uh, being scolded. Why are you, you know, don't block my way, something like that. They, they can, people are, who are really rude, and although you are not intentionally blocking their way, but you can be scolded just because you are on their way. So this will test our kindness are we able to be kind to these people even though they are so you know irritating what will be our reaction so you are able to be gentle and courteous to all men you are not rude or ill-natured you are able 
to easily yield to the tempers and humors of men. Sometimes, you know, your temper will be tested. If the person can be irritated, you can, you can get angry. And sometimes the humor is not in, on, on, on line, it's not aligned, and you can get angry as well. So you can accommodate, accommodate. When we say love is kind, you are actually can accommodate yourself to their infirmities, to their capacities, to their manners and circumstances. Sometimes there's a circumstances that you could not avoid. You know, sometimes that, uh, you know, as long as that is not, you know, contrary to the glory of God, you are able to give kindness to, to men. In short, you are able to be kind even to the unkind people around you. Number three, love does not envy. When we say does not envy, it means to say you don't envy the happiness of others. You know, envy murdered Abel in Genesis 4 verse 3. Because of his envy and his jealousy, he killed his brother. And because of envy or jealousy also, Joseph was enslaved. And also Jesus Christ, the envy of the Pharisee to him, caused them to put him on the cross. So this envy is really, really dangerous. It can crept into our heart without even our knowledge. And by the time we notice it, we are already, you know, like really on that, you know, we are being covered by the spirit of envy and with everything we see is like, you know, is, uh, it's, not, it's not right. So the person who are having the spirit of envy is a person who likes to look for the fault of others and nothing can please them. So this is the kind of envy that we should not allow our heart to have easy or not not easy but when god says it when god give us this he will give us the grace also to have the love of god that agape love does not parade itself when we say it does not parade itself meaning to say you can work anonymous, anonymously you don't have to be known it does not it doesn't need to be known that what good that you have done to others you don't need to make it to announce or be allowed to be in the limelight or you don't need the attention some you know of other people just to give you a, a affirmation oh or and you feel good because you are being affirmed you know love should not does not parade itself you can work without without any expectation of being praised being uh, you know appreciated you just do it because you love god yeah some do the hard work just to parade themselves it is not love but pride because when a person is parading themselves want the attention want the limelight want the you know appraisal is because of pride they're looking for glory by the you know sometimes in the in the appearance of love 
they just do it. Oh, actually, sometimes they just can pretend that because of their love for the person. But actually, the real meaning is, the real motive is they just want to be noticed. So love does not parade itself. Number five, not pop up. When we say not pop up, it is not to be arrogant and self-focused. You, We must not be self-focused. You know what? The Lord actually rebuked me long time ago. When I always uh, keep saying, "Oh, I, you know, I will, I will hide always. I don't want to be, you know, to be, to be with people. I always shy. I always timid. I said, no, I cannot do it. I cannot do it. And the Lord, and I always think myself, what will people will tell me? What people will, you know, uh, say unto me? And the Lord reminded me, don't you know that what you're doing? Why are you concerned? So concerned of what people will think about you?" Why are you so concerned of what people will say about you? Because you know what? You are looking, you're so self, you're selfless. I'm so focused on myself. And the Lord said, that is pride. I was shocked. I said, huh? That's I was, you know, I said, I was full of pride. Although in my mind, I thought, I thought I'm so, you know, humble already because I don't speak a lot. I just keep hiding, always hiding. The Lord said, you know, your pride is hidden. There are two types of pride, hidden and, you know, hidden inside your heart. And there are pride that are very, you know, outside, very uh, people could see. But there is pride that is hidden in our heart that only God and us can see it. He said, you are hiding yourself. You are so timid at the back. But actually, the real reason and the real root is because you are so concerned of what people will tell you. You're so concerned of what people will, will uh, you know, will, uh, will react about you. Why are you so concerned of what people will tell you? Because you protect yourself, right? I said, yes, Lord. You protect yourself. And when you protect yourself, that means to say you are full of yourself. You're full of your pride. He said, just do it. Just be yourself. Do it for my glory. It's not, you know, when we say... Uh, not being popped up, we are able to do it, not thinking whether or whether the per- pastor will acknowledge me or not, or what even, oh, if I make mistake, how? Just do, just do it. Even you make mistake, every one of us just will start from the beginning. We'll start from number one. Nobody of us here will always perfect everything. Everyone will always start in small thing. So, love does not is not pop up. Love does not behave rudely. Where there is love, there is kindness and good manners. Love does not seek its own, meaning to say you are other-centered person instead of self-centered. You you think for others for the sake of others, and love is not provoked. Love is not easily provoked or to become irritated with those who are just plainly annoying those people that are really plainly annoying the lord say love is not provoked love thinks no evil love does not store up the memory of any wrong that you have received if you have a past experience that you've been hurt you know yet you have you know you must remove it when you already forgive you must remove it from your memory because love will pull away the hurts of the past instead of clinging to them. 
Philippians 4 verse, it's verse uh, chapter 4 verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are pure, uh, are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, uh, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there's in anything praiseworthy, meditate on this thing. We should meditate only what is pure and what is good. Does not rejoice in iniquity. We want the best for others. When you say love does not rejoice in iniquity, you mean, meaning to say you are wanting the best for others. You rejoice in truth. You love, stand in truth because love is pure and good. So you only stand in the truth. When you say bear all things, love bears all things, meaning to say love can bear all. You can bear good or bad situation. Even it is hurting, you're still able to bear it. Whether it is happiness and joy, you're able to bear it with good heart of love. Bad or good, your reaction is the same. You're able to have that peace and joy still in your heart. Even you're in the midst of trials, your heart reaction will not be uh, shaken, your, your reaction is still the same because your love is you bear all things. You can bear the, good, the goodness that God had given you and even the trials that God has given you, you're able to bear it well. So, believes all things, meaning to say, uh, in John 20 verse 29 said, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. We have to believe uh, God say in his word all his truth and all his promises and even sometimes we hope against hope as Abraham did. When God asked Abraham to go to the, to the land, that, uh, you know, to the Canaan, to the promised land, he doesn't know the place but he obeyed God. He believed God, you know, and when God asked him, uh, give him, uh, promise him, I will give you son. He believed God, even though he knows that he is already 100 years old and, and, uh, you know, and the wife is already past the age of uh, uh, giving birth. He believed God. So God will bring us to a situation just like Abraham. And that's what he said, believe all things. Love is believing God in everything, believing the promise of God, even to the worst situation. That is love that is manifest in our heart. But are we able to believe God? That's the challenge. Hope all things. Love has confidence in the hope. It hopes for the best and it hopes in God. Yeah, endures all things that are disagreeable to the flesh. You have to endure even those that are disagreeable to your flesh. The affliction, the tribulation, these are things that we don't like in our body. Even sickness, we don't like sickness. But I salute to Pastor uh, Stephen. He really applied the word of God. He really manifests the agape love of God. He endured all things. Even in the midst of his pain, in the midst of his sickness, he still continued to serve. He don't look, he, didn't, he did not focus on his sickness. 
He focused on the promise of God. He believes God. He hopes on God. He's a very good example. You know, these are the, you know, sometimes when the, when the Lord reminded me, said, you know, the suffering that my people are going through is actually the manifestation of the agape love of God in us. So that's why you, can, you should not reject suffering in our life. Because through that, through that experience, the Lord is just manifesting, you know, building inside us the agape love of the Lord. Because without all these things, without all these trials, all these problems, we could not, allow, we could not apply patience, we could not apply, uh, you know, uh, long-suffering, we could not apply things, no evil. We have to go through all this, you know, uh, against the, like, against the current. So you're able to manifest that agape love of God. So believe all things, endure all things. Love never, never fails. So this is what the Lord had put deeply into my heart. And I said, it's, it will not be easy and, and I just want to share it with you, whether you will take it or you will receive it or not, it's up to you. But I just want to obey God. I just want to, yeah, by faith, believe God and said, re release that word to them so that they will know. For this year, 2019, is the year on where I will turn their life around. But are, they, are we willing? And the Lord, we should not be afraid. The Lord said, we should not be afraid because His Spirit will help us. And God is going to pour the Spirit of the Lord in Joel 2, verse 28. So 2019 is the year of the turning point of the Holy Spirit to birth in you, in us, His agape love that will lead you to do great things of God. So, when I received this, uh, this word, I was encouraged that it is being uh, aligned to the, to the word that Pastor Nico had released unto us. It is about love as well. So, I do believe for this year 2019, God wants to see changes in our life. That our heart to be a stretch to be uh, ex extended to the capacity so that we can manifest the agape love of God. And the great promise of the Lord says, you will receive the promise in Joel 2.28. Because when we already have that foundation in us, maybe, and you know, the Lord tell me, many of them already gone through it. Already been, many of you had been built up already by God. And maybe, maybe some of you, the Lord is starting, but many of you have been go through already. And sometimes you question the Lord, why I am going through a lot of this problem? Why I'm going through a lot of this hardship? Because the answer is, God is building the foundation in your life so that when the Lord has started to pour the spirit, the promise of God in Joel 2.28, you are already ready. You are ready and you will be ablaze in the fire of God. And you will just go and be used by the Lord for His glory. So this is what I had received from the Lord. Tell them, He said, many of them already go through on this. Already been, 
building up by God. You had, you had been, you had been go through the process, and sometimes you question the Lord. Why my life is like this? It's like no changes at all. There's a lot of problem, a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, testing. But don't be disheartened because God has just built up unto you that foundation of agape love. And this is the time. This year, now is the time that you will receive the fullness of what he had promised in Joel 2 verse 28. So if you are ready to allow him to bring you to new birth and receive the promise in Joel 2.28, I invite you all to just stand and we will all pray to surrender our life, including mine, not only you. And we receive the new birth and his Holy Spirit to be poured upon our flesh right now. So can I call the worship team? Hallelujah. So just connect yourself to the Lord and just surrender your heart. Because when he told me to, to share this unto you, I, I got no confidence, but I just told the Lord, okay, Lord, I just obey. And uh, yeah, I just obey and just allowed, I will just allow him to move unto your, unto your life, even to myself. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, hallelujah. As the worship team is singing this, so let's just allow the Holy Spirit to speak unto us minister unto our life and surrender our life fully that to receive this agape love that want that he wanted to manifest in us
Father, we are here. And your people are here, Lord. And right now, as they come before you, surrendering their life to you, Lord, allowing them to be stretched out, to stretch the capacity of their heart, to stretch the capacity of their love, to manifest your agape love. Father, in Jesus' name, release your anointing, O God, that will enable them to do your will, to manifest your love to you and to the people around, around them. In the name of Jesus. Father, this is your word, O God. And this is you, God, the speaking unto our hearts. And right now, in the name of Jesus, let your presence, O God, be poured out to your people. In the name of Jesus, and let them receive from you, God, the anointing and the capability, Lord. Lord, this church will never be the same again. They will be so ablaze with your fire. The people will rise up in fire, Lord Jesus. Their heart will be filled with the fire of God. The love of Jesus will overflow in them. In the name of Jesus, and their life will not be the same again. In the name of Jesus, they will spread out to the right and to the left. And this church will be filled of many souls that will glorify your name. Father, it is not by mind, it is not by power, but by your Holy Spirit, O oh God. I thank you, God, and I praise you. We give you back all the glory and all the honor. And everyone say, Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's give a clap off.